Hey, what's going on, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 26th of January, 2022. It's a Wednesday. It's been a full day for me. Busy at the office, steady, with a lot of smiles and a lot of laughter and a lot of motivation and some really good energy, so that's that's good. You know, and he, as I mentioned, <clears throat> and as you know me, I try to, regardless, you know, even if, you know, you suck on a turd for a while, um, the day isn't so swell, in other words. I whistle while I work anyway. We have a good time. A lot of positivity, a lot of friendship, a lot of fellowship, a lot of <clears throat> motivation, a lot of kindness. You know, one thing I do that um, I don't think everybody does, I do spot checks. <clears throat> so I have a considerable sphere, mostly between, mostly regarding my work. You know, I've got people that, uh, my boot campers for many years, I got a lot of friends that I, people I would never have known had I not done that program with them. <clears throat> I got my office, my practice, people who I help that have had my, you know, that are got my number, got my name, got my email, and they know that I can be counted on. It's my job to be. To be there for them. So I do these spot checks. I will think about somebody. Maybe I drive by somebody's work, somebody that I know who's been a patient or, hey, you know, I know that you work at such and such. I drove by that place the other day on the way to to uh, <clears throat> rescue my dog. And I thought of you. So I wanted to reach out. Hope the family's well. Last time I talked to you, you had a couple. We started a family, got married, started a family, or doing this, that, and the other thing, and uh, <clears throat> you genuinely miss these people or wonder about them if you have not been in touch. And one of the fortunate things about the world today, even though it seems like it's <clears throat> it's maybe the bane of our existence, is uh, the internet, social media. So we can stay connected. We, we can reach out to people stay in touch, help them, just show them that you care. You know, one of the things that I I mentioned before that I think is undeniably, an undeniable benefit of social media is that if it's your birthday, people who know you, went to high school with you, uh, you worked with, you could be decades gone by. And people that you never see can stay connected with you. Consider my, you know, when I do my wood carvings and somebody from New Jersey sees it and they want to make a purchase, so I go over there. It's a, As I've mentioned, it's an honor to place my art with in somebody's life who I appreciate, even if I haven't seen them in a long time. I wonder about them. I'm, hopefully I see them. When I do encounter them, they're doing well. And... <clears throat> I welcome an opportunity to reconvene, to reconnect. So I do spot checks. I'll reach out to people. Now, I can't get everyone. Maybe you're thinking, if you're listening to this podcast, you think, oh, he hasn't reached out to me for a while. But 
chances are if you're one of the, I don't know, handful of people who actually hear these podcasts that uh, you say, oh, he drill does reach out. You know, Dr. Ray always does check on us, you know, uh, seemingly out of the kindness of his heart. Of course it is, you know. You meet people in your life, you care about them, you share time. Um, <clears throat> I know some people are have ulterior motives, but I'm genuinely interested, and I think it's <clears throat> reaching out to somebody like that, even out of the blue, somebody you haven't seen in years. It's a it's a good turn. People like to like to hear from others. I love when I get a a message from somebody who I haven't seen in years. Somebody I went to high school with, one of my Marine buddies. And I think that a lot of people, they don't reach out because they're afraid that somebody's not going to be on the other line. Somebody's not going to be on the other end of that, of that uh, phone when they call, when they communicate. So folks are reluctant, I think, to, to put themselves out there to be vulnerable. They think that nobody cares and nobody wants to to reconnect, but it's not true. We all, you know, one of the things that make human beings unique is our ability to communicate and collaborate, right? So we should do that. We should be good to one another. That's good. Speaking of communication, collaboration, motivation, dedication... There's a lot of talk, a lot of buzz going on about the Dr. Drill's March Back to Health. So I have been reaching out to a lot of people about that. And that's a great opportunity because these folks remember uh, the experience very, very fondly, right? They remember it very positively. It was a strength that they had. It was, you know, they were in better shape. They... Um, they had a bunch of friends that they made and still retained to this day. They, they, you know, look at some pictures and they're like, holy shit, well, that was awesome when we did this. Remember that? That was a decade ago. That was almost two decades ago. So for them to hear from me, for them to hear from other boot campers, other DDIPers, that's a wonderful thing. So I've been reaching out to a bunch of people. And when you reach out, they reach back. You'll find that somebody will be there, especially when they've had a powerful experience. They'll be there, there to meet you halfway. And so it's a worthwhile endeavor. That's all that I do in my life. Yes, if left up to my own devices, I want to be in, in my fucking wood carving pit. With all my tools engaged in a wood shop, making art, that's a big part of my life. Yes, I'd like my puppy to be sitting on my lap, smiling at me with his little puppy breath and his little, little fucking fucked up tail. Looks like a little bird beak. It's interesting. I'd rather be with my family, you know, on vacation. Sure. But it's not where you are, it's who you're with. I'm a communicator. I think one of the, the uh, talents that I have in this world is to connect people, to make people feel... Just be authentic. 
and encourage other people to be authentic, to impress upon them that, yes, somebody will be there. Somebody will meet you halfway. You are worth something. You are a good person, a good friend. You're worth my time. That's what I'm saying when I reach out to people. When I ask them how, they, how they're feeling, how they're doing. Uh, you know, there's a guy right now, he's probably almost 90 years old. And he was one of our finest boot campers. Is one of our finest boot campers. Uh, back when he started the program, we called him the old 76er. Because that's how old he was now. He's, you know, it's more than a decade along and heard that he's convalescing from the COVID cooties. He's that old. He's laid up. He was somewhat frail as it was. I reached out to him. I asked him for a sit rep, which means situation report. How you doing? What's going on? Tell me you're motivated. Another, you know, we're going to help him out. He'll fucking be there. If he's, if he can stand, if he can you know, you know, whatever his situation, whatever his, if he's healthy enough to travel, he'll ha- he'll he'll be at this fucking thing on March fifth. You know, reached out to another person who's got the fucking co- who had just got through the COVID cooties, a forty-something-year-old mom. You know, family person, career woman, all this stuff. Hey, what's going on? I heard you were down and out last couple weeks. I'm glad to hear you're back in the mend. Fucking March 1st. You ready? We got it on our calendar. Yes. Okay. I got somebody else who's uh, near and dear to me. They all are. Hey, you know, uh, she pissed off because her mom is uh, saying that she got a little hot and cold relationship with her mom. And her mom mentioned online that that, uh, that she's going to go and do this. And, you know, the daughter's kind of like, ah, she's not going to do it, or I don't want her to do it. She's trying to do it because I want to do it. And just kind of this weird <clears throat> antagonistic relationship, love and hate sort of things like we all have with people, people who are closest to us sometimes. <clears throat> but, uh, I encourage this. I encourage the woman, the mom, who's 60-something years old, to come out and do this program. Come out. It's Is it about exercise? Hell yeah, it is. But are we trying to be bodybuilders? Are we trying to um, <clears throat> all be 5% body fat and bodybuilders and, you know, doing fitness shows? Fuck no, man. We're trying to live. We're trying to be healthy. We're trying to improve on ourselves. You know, where we're currently at. We want to we want to improve. We can all improve. I've mentioned that I'm not, you know, in the best shape of my life. I, the the uh, responsibility is mine to get in the kind of shape that I know I can get in, that I can be in, in order to run this program and lead by example, you know. That's the wonderful thing about DDIP. It makes me, it necessitates me getting in better shape physically and mentally. And knowing that I have a goal, that I've got something where there's people that I care about are going to be there. I cannot impress upon you more how important I think this is. 
how important it is for us to get together and do something healthy out in the open air as the spring thaw is coming. It's the beginning of March. We're a month month away, just over a month away. Start stretching. Start walking. Start exercising. Start using your body. Change things. Embrace it. You know, try to improve yourself. Try to break some habits that are fucking you over, man. You know what they are. You know? <clears throat> I was listening to a, a book. Uh, there's this guy named, um, God, David, is it David Eisenstein? <clears throat> He's smart, man. This fucking guy is smart. He speaks in tongues about health and, you know, humanity and, and anthropology and all these things. <clears throat> Now I'm speaking in tongues, right? So he said that um, the time is is come and gone when we knew what the problem was. Like, let's say we're talking about climate change. Like, we knew that we were fucking over the environment. We, we, we found out about it. Like, the population found out about that. Like, in the 70s, we started to hear about, you know, certain things are bad for you. Like, you don't want to drink polluted water and cigarettes will starting evidence coming out, mounting evidence that they'll kill you, and there's some lifestyle things, and, you know, industrial things, and asbestos, and all these little things that people died horrible deaths out there, that were products, you know, they were the results of our, of our society excelling, progressing. But... There were symptoms. There were byproducts. There were downsides to our human progress. The Industrial Revolution. Etc. You know? But anyway, his point is... We know. We know what we're doing wrong. We know what the problems are. And we know what the solutions are. He said something like, We knew what the problems were in the 70s and we knew what the solutions were in the 80s and about a variety of topics like a lot of scientific knowledge evidence was brought to bear about the problems in this world but you know we kind of turn a blind eye to it we keep doing it still having these kinetic wars you know we got um Ukraine and or Russia and Ukraine going at it. The U.S. is in the middle of it. Everybody's trying to take sides while not fucking um, sacrificing any sort of fuel. <laughs> we don't want the gas prices to go up. We don't want Europe to dry up in terms of fuel. So if Russia invades Ukraine, then that's going to be a problem. You go against Russia, they're going to close the pipeline. All this shit. <clears throat> So we've got these superpowers with nuclear weapons and incredible capabilities of destruction. And we're going to go out there and posture and threaten everything from physical violence to sanctions and and everything in between. And we keep doing this stuff. And my analogy comes full circle when I say, you know what you're doing wrong. Oh, you didn't know you're, you're that you you know you shouldn't eat fucking uh, circus peanuts and uh, cheese steaks 
you know, three squares a day. You didn't know that uh, exercise was good for you or that you should quit smoking or sleep more or, you know, abstain from so much screen time. So we know. We know what the problems are. We know what they result in, um, the excesses. And we know that the solutions are moderation, eating more vegetables, getting an hour of cardio in a day and doing some weight-bearing exercise and taking, you know, some eating reasonable portion sizes and getting, you know, six to eight hours of sleep a day, if not more, depending upon your age and situation and getting regular visits with your doctors and staying, uh, doing some preventative health screenings. We know this shit. We know the the problems and we know the solutions. But we turn a blind eye because it's hard. And we're fucking lazy. So, I'm asking you to be frank with yourself. I'll be frank with myself. Some things that I want to improve. And there's some things that, yeah, you work on and you work on. You think about it and you're unhappy about it. And you want to change and you want to be your best. But you stop short of, you know, you're not making those victories. You're not achieving those goals as readily as you'd like. The reality is none of us are completely happy with who we are, you know? <clears throat> and if we were, there probably probably would be something wrong with us, you know? We want to improve. That's the beauty. Eisenstein suggested that the, the thing is we all, there is a... Um, a momentum of progress. We do want to improve. We do want to learn and improve and we don't want to ultimately don't want to kill each other and <clears throat> die horrible deaths of preventable illnesses that are lifestyle related. We want to improve in all these areas. It's just the doing this we're we're not the rubber's not meeting the road. And so DDIP is about Just acknowledging these things, that we're all flawed, and that we all want to improve, and that we all can, but we're going to need one another's help. You know? So, you're going to hear a lot more about this. It's going to really energize me. You'll probably hear it in my voice, because I could be talking about whatever. You look on your news ticker right now, right? What do you got? Hey, I'll tell you. What's it going to be... um, for the weekend or for the, you know, the news tomorrow. Okay, uh, Ukraine and United States uh, posture against each other and, uh, you know, uh, the Trump, you know, they found out some more dirt on Trump and somebody gave, gave him away and, you know, this person said that about this person and, you know, Joe Rogan, let's deplatform him because he had some controversial guests talk about some controversial subjects on his podcast, and Neil Young's going to say, take all my stuff off of Spotify, or take Joe Rogan's, and they called his bluff today, and they took Neil Young's stuff off. So, um, there's a bombogenesis storm coming in this weekend, we got a low pressure over here, we have terrible things that are going to happen, depending upon what side of the uh, 95 corridor you live on, you can either have no precipitation, or be under two foot of snow. All this fucking chicken little of the sky is falling stuff. That's what's out there. And that's what I'm tempted to turn my attention to. I can't ignore it. Can't pretend it doesn't exist. But I'd rather be talking about good stuff like this. 
rather be making motivation, you know? Okay, a couple things before I arrive back at home, put my eat some dinner, put my puppy on my lap. It's very interesting. I had a guy come in today. He was out last week with the COVID cooties. You know, again, it's that's you can't ignore that. It's happening to a lot of people. So he was out last week. Guy's strong as an ox. He's from um, Western Europe originally. He's the nicest fucking guy you'll ever meet. In great shape, handsome, kind, all that. He was telling me, so he had it, and he went to went up in the doctor. He's got asthma, and he uh, he, he called his mom. His, his wife was pissed because he he always calls his mom because she was the first woman in his life. She's she still lives over there, and he said, "Mom, you know," she goes, "Take an onion, chop it up." And puts uh, pour honey on it, and then the next morning, you're going to take the onion out, and you are going to um, take a spoonful of the honey, and you're going to you're going to eat it, and you're going to do that until you feel better. And he says, and he felt that like that is that did more good for him in overcoming the cough and the respiratory stuff than some of the medications and stuff that he might have taken for the symptoms of COVID, you know? How interesting is that? And he went, this is this is crazy. So now he's talking about some of these Russian guys that he works with. He's talking about the different disposition to these people. Um... Russia, think about the things we know about Russian. Like, they're very stoic. They're very strong. Uh, I've told my story about how, you know, the, the Ukrainian, basically Russian, not going to argue over that, fight over it, but same neck of the woods, same people, essentially. They beat us to, to a, a Marine, to a man. They beat us in arm wrestling and everything else. Close combat, da da da. Um, the only edge we had over them was our our weapons were a little bit more reliable and accurate. They beat the shit out of us, basically. They're strong, they're sinuous. Think about the Russian athletes in the Olympics. They're fucking machines, right? They're disciplined. Their culture is strong. Um, I'm sure that there are exceptions to that. I'm sure they have slovenly tendencies in some parts of their culture and they're not all looking like fucking um, Ivan Drago um, but they're tough they're tough people it's cold over there they wear fur hats they're fucking un- unabashed you know he said he said some some Russian guys that work with him he said one of the things about Russia that's different than here is that we, we all we drink we drink the vodka you don't pass it around. Everybody swigs out of the same bottle. You know, you got a salad. Everybody gets in there and grabs a salad with their hands or their utensils. And they, they're not so creeped out by, by, by things like that. I mean, I'm sure they're sanitized and all that. They, they adhere to principles, basic principles of cleanliness and sanitation. But um, they're strong. 
They're expected to be strong. And so they are often strong. <laughs> this is the attention gather, right? This is my uh, my keynote message. So he said that this Russian guy, this, this uh, guy he worked with, had a cold sore on his lip. And another Russian guy, or the Russian guy came over, and he said, hey, wait, wait. And he went over to a guy smoking a cigarette, and he took the ash off of his cigarette and put it in a little water, like to make a little, I don't know what you call it, a poultice, or a, just a little, like, mixture. And then he put that on the, put that on the cold sore. <clears throat> And it went away. <laughs> you know? How fucking crazy is that? Have you ever heard anything more bizarre than that in your life? I mean, the onion thing, I've heard about, uh, you know, garlic, onion. They have this compound. It's known to science. called allicin. A-L-L-I-C-I-N, I believe. That is one of the most beneficial, one of the beneficial components to garlic and onions. They're all in that in that kind of uh, family of, of food items. And so it's known. They're good for you. I mean, I remember seeing something that was a representation, graphical representation of uh, supplements that have merit for healing and stuff. And, you know, different supplements, the evidence that, that exists, right? What evidence exists that this, what kind of research do we have available that suggests this is helpful? And garlic was at the top. It was up there. Useful, helpful, antibacterial, anti-whatever. Good stuff. Good for your heart. Circulation, all that stuff. <clears throat> so I've heard, about, I've heard about the benefits of garlic. Now, when we're talking about... Now, by the way... I was such a health nut when I was in the Marines. I was looking into my um, my future career in, in health healthcare, alternative medicine in specific, that I got a juicer. I brought my juicer into my barracks room as a Marine, and I juiced a garlic bulb, an elephant garlic bulb. I smelled like I fucking... I smelled horrific for like, I don't know, two weeks. Smelled like garlic. It, it was it was bad. Maybe it was good for us. I don't know. Maybe it made us strong. Um, but so I've heard of that, the benefits of various supplements. But <clears throat> these folk remedies, like what the fuck? You're going to take an ash from a cigarette, and you're going to make that into a fucking cream or a little I don't know, puddle and you're going to take that and apply it to a cold sore um, my friend Angie who's got knowledge of herbs and all that stuff she said that uh, maybe it's because ash is really dried out even though you're putting it some water in it and that will maybe dry out or I mean, stuff like that exists in this world. The fact that somebody pulled a cigarette ash, um, you know, plucked it from somebody's, flicked it off of a cigarette that somebody was smoking outside, and put a little water, 
and stuck that on a fucking cold, on a herpes sore. I'm just embellishing there. Um, and it worked. It's just proof that the sort of shit that's out there in this world. And when you think about some of the, the things that are circulating, like I saw a meme yesterday that said, what's the difference between um, um, a fact and a conspiracy theory? And the answer was about two weeks because some of the things that people are saying or assuming about whatever. You know, the virus is going to go away on its own or um, whatever. There winds up being at least a little bit of truth to all these, a little kernel of truth to these things, kind of like a stereotype. You know, You know what I'm saying about stereotypes. All Polacks aren't dumb. You know? All Native Americans aren't alcoholics. Um, Most serial killers aren't white. <laughs> they are, actually. Most serial killers are white, you could say. A lot of them are. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, there's like... It's the difference between fact and conspiracy theory is only a couple of weeks because crazy things happen and people... I mean, a question I posed was, uh, okay, so that fixes the cold sore. That's great. But what about the guy who's smoking over there? He's going to have some, uh, you know, diet, hopefully not, but he's going to have lung disease, going to have respiratory issues, going to have hypertension, going to have emphysema, going to have lung cancer, God forbid. So how do you solve that? What's the folk remedy for lung cancer, right? Very, very interesting stuff. And I come across these things. Uh, there's the same guy who told me that uh, there's no, in this part of Western Europe, people don't use air conditioning in the summertime. They'll, op- they'll, um, they'll open a window, maybe. But they're even superstitious about that because if you get let a draft in, that, that could make you sick. You know, so people who believe these things. And if you believe that, is it true? Is it true? Just because you believe it. You could call that the placebo effect. Discussed the other day the difference between the placebo effect and the nocebo effect, right? That is where if you believe something is going to help you, it does, often. And if you believe something is has no benefit or is going to have an adverse uh, effect, it does. How about that? Think about it. Be on the lookout for it. Try to be sensible. Try to be balanced. Try to be balanced in the things that you... In your encounters and your interactions with people. I think in uh, closing, one of the things... You know, I mentioned that I'm a, I'm a communicator. I bring people together. That is... Um, you know, you can ask anybody. That's probably one of the best things I've ever done. 
probably the most good that I can do. So that is why we're doing the March to Health. To get people together around something positive in a very negative time. You know? I think it's important. It's worthwhile. So we're going to do it. Yes, yes? Talk more tomorrow. <laughs> Look at my little puppy coming out here in his little harness, his body harness.